0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you can grow your business, get more clients, and monetize on social media. And today, I am excited because I'm talking to an expert. You know we bring the best experts in social media and digital marketing and business onto the Social Media Decoded podcast. And today, we are talking with my friend, Jalen, about visibility the oversaturated market, and being a small business owner, how you don't need these big numbers. And so I'm glad to get into this conversation. So I hope you have your pens and papers ready. Jalen, welcome.
1: How are you doing today? I am amazing. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast.
0: Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? And me and Jalen met on Clubhouse, so. You see how the power of social media, you can meet people and collaborate and do different things. So just keep that in mind.
1: Absolutely. And so you should, you asked, what was your question?
0: How, you know, how did you get started in social media
1: and just a little bit more about yourself, your background? Thank you so much. Um, so how did I get started in social media? Honestly, I got started in social media, um, before business, you know, so I, like most people prior to being a business owner, I utilize social media to connect with people from high school, from college, um, just literally as a social media network. But I always utilize social media as a place to connect with other people. Um, so when I actually did hop into business, I utilized the network that I have built on social media to leverage uh, growing beyond the bounds of the people that I knew. Um, So when you build relationships, and that's what I did with social media is I constantly stayed in contact with people I went to school with, went to college with, met at certain events and pulled them on to my my platforms. And when I did launch my business, there was a support system around it, which was the way that I built my audience. Um, So I actually started in business in 2015 whole nother business than what I have now. And I'm sure that relates to so many people that are listening is you started with one business and you may be discouraged and pivoting. You're scared. You're going to confuse people. But the thing is, remember, I started on social media prior to having a business. So the beauty of this is the people that are connected to me, like me, they trust me. So when I make a pivot, they trust my pivot. So I, I started in 2015 and utilized social media to grow my, my brand organically. And now in 2020, I started a brand new business that I operate now that has like taken on its own personality and also has like 10x my uh, social media platforms with the power of connectivity. So that's how I got started.
0: Yes. I love that. I love that. And so with your business, so what do you do in your business and how do you help people? And so I'm assuming a lot of your traffic and the people come from your network and you've been able to leverage that.
1: Absolutely. Um, So The company that I currently have is called Black Pretty and Paid University. It's morphing and and growing in the type of person it serves. Um, And we're actually going through a bit of a rebrand, which I'm really excited about. After two years, I feel like it's time to up-level. And and just a little note for everyone, what you'll notice as you build your business is that every year your audience expands, not just in numbers, but in the types of personalities and the... Level of person that you're looking to serve, it grows as you grow. Um, So, two years later, almost three years, our audience has grown. Um, I'm a fractional CEO to fierce female founders who own agencies, firms, and online businesses. I support them with the um, up leveling of their sales department, their business development, and um, really supporting them with the sales of their program services and events. So, um, I come from the business coaching arena, but I realized that business coaches are are more driven on telling you what to do. Whereas I was a business coach that rolled up my sleeves with my clients so that I could take them from being the end all be all in their company. And they had a partner. So I see myself as someone who rolls up my sleeves, who takes on a macro level approach or a higher level approach so that it affects the smaller bits in their business. And they're able to step out of the departments that have absolutely nothing to do with them.
0: (laughs) I love that. Oh, you're helping so many people. That is so key. So I want to talk about Oversaturated markets, because what both of us do is oversaturated, of course. I think a lot of markets are definitely oversaturated. But being, you know, maybe people don't have big numbers. How, you know, in an oversaturated market, how can we remain visible? Like, how do you feel has been best strategies that maybe you've used or you've seen your clients use to just really stay afloat and, you know, with the, 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 the changes? Because
1: social media changes every day. Absolutely. Here's the thing. And, um, there's a guy on social, his name is Marty Woodard, been in the game for a minute now, way before I started coaching. Um, and, uh, he actually was talking recently on a reel or like a clip that I saw about how him and his friend were talking about, um, the market and it being oversaturated. And the truth is our markets uh, have levels. I feel like there's levels to business coaching. There's levels to social media management. You can find a social media manager for a few hundred dollars or you can hire the boss. You can hire Michelle and it won't be that rate, you know. And so there's levels to this marketplace. There's levels to business coaching. And what I find is the levels that are oversaturated are the levels at the bottom. What's not as oversaturated is the the pinnacle of our industry. And it's easier to be at the bottom because that's where probably the most consumers are. Um, whereas at the top, it's niched. You're working with less people. You're charging more. You're curating a different type of experience, and the t- entire service is totally different. So the truth is, our markets are saturated. But to Marty Woodard's point on his um, on this particular post the bottoms of our market are saturated. And as we rise to the top of our C-suite and the top of our industry, we find that it's not really as crowded as we thought up here. It's not really as competitive because there's nobody doing it like us. And so to the point of what do you do or what does a person that's listening to this do in an oversaturated market is you have to decide to fill your industry. Like there are gaps in your industry, every single industry even the oversaturated ones have a gap. They have multiple gaps. They have multiple potholes in their industry. And we have to decide to fill those gaps because the people that are settled and they've been in the industry for 10 years in the game and that's their you know go-to thing. Yes, we've been doing this for 20 years. This, you've been doing this for 20 years. But what about the gaps? Those aren't being addressed. That's the sweet spot of rising to the top of your industry is that gap because that customer is already has already observed and identified this thing that's already being solved, but they still have a suite of problems that no one is solving for them in the way that they need, need it done, in the intimate way that it needs to be done. And that's where I come in. That's where you come in. That's where the person that's listening to this comes in is you find your gaps, find the gaps in your industry, identify them. But don't miss out on understanding what your competition is doing, which I feel like is the biggest issue to oversaturation is nobody wants to have competition. Nobody wants to know what the next person is doing. Oh, I I don't look at what nobody else is doing. Well, that's a big issue. You know, so what I would say is the way I do this and the way I've been able to really rise quickly and others that I see around me that are killing the game like you is we've identified what the real problem is that no one else is talking about. And we're really laser focused on understanding, okay, this is what's going on, but this is what you're really having a problem with, which is the real problem. It's not the problem that's already being solved. The real problem is the one that isn't being solved. And we really find our anchor there and serve there.
0: Oh that's that's real good because it's like basically you're saying like I say all the time niche is richest in the niches that's what they like to say right and I feel you because with social media and marketing I kind of feel like well I've observed that there wasn't a lot of people talking about the strategy part like okay you can post this content to Instagram but what's the strategy to push it? Like, what's the campaign building? And like, when I started talking about that, people were like, what's the campaign? I'm like, oh, I thought everybody knew this because I come from marketing at a, a business on a different scale than maybe a small business, right? When you get to corporate and you start, you know, doing corporate marketing, it's different. And so, those type of things, people weren't talking about that. How do you push this content out? Not just making the content, that's great, but like the strategy to keep getting new people from social media. Like how do you keep getting new leads? How do you keep getting in front of new people, the whole visibility piece? So I wanna talk about Clubhouse a little bit because that's where we met it, And I know that Clubhouse has been instrumental. And with you talking about relationships and backgrounds and building that, how have you been able to leverage Clubhouse to like, build relationships outside of social media and, you know, just to grow your business?
1: Absolutely. Number one, I just have to say, social, uh, Clubhouse has probably been one of the most transformational social media platforms I've personally been on. And unfortunately, like, well, not fortunate. unfortunately, most social media platforms change over time. But I'm just thankful that I had the opportunity of being a beta tester on the app and being able to create culture because we decided that we're going to build relationships over here. Um, And that was the strategy was moving through the clubhouse streets as a network with a unity, um, building a customer journey around the people that you connected with. So if I'm a business coach and Michelle is in social media, that's a compliment to each other, to the type of customer that we want to serve. So. Clubhouse was life-changing for me. And if you are someone that is leveraging the growth of your business, I know that Clubhouse will be a game changer still for you because there is nothing more powerful, and I know you're going to appreciate this as a social media agency, than uh, understanding your message. But most don't understand their message because they're trying to type it first before they say it. Before they actually communicate their message out loud, they're trying to put it into words. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, A lot of people have a desire to hire a social media manager. Oh, I'm just so tired of this social media thing. I need to hire a social media manager. But that's actually not the spirit of social media. That's not the spirit of, and you're going to see how Clubhouse comes into this. That's not the spirit of social media. If you have that um, feeling about social media, you'll never be able to leverage it in your business, even if you hire another person. Here's the other thing. If you're ready to pass it off to somebody, but you haven't got an understanding of who you are and what your voice is, how it sounds, then when you hire an agency, you're actually asking them to create your voice for you which is impossible. They can echo and amplify your voice with strategy, but it is our responsibility as content creators at core, as digital marketers and business owners, it's our responsibility to have a message. And Clubhouse is the perfect place to build your message with ease because you're saying it, and it's easier for people to talk in discussion than it is for them to type an essay, than it is for them to type a caption. That's called copywriting, and that is a powerful skill. I mean, copywriting is something that is another skill that is thousands upon thousands of dollars, but most of us are good communicators. Clubhouse allows us to take voice content and then repurpose it on other social media platforms in the form of copywriting. Then when you hire somebody like a Michelle, they have a message to build off of. So that is what Clubhouse did for me. And that's what Clubhouse can do for anybody. I established my voice, which ultimately super sped up the know, like, and trust factor among my audience. When they hear my voice, my voice is my superpower. So when they hear my voice, and they hear my voice consistently, it's the no, I'm getting to know them. Ooh, she's conversational. I like her. Ooh, she's giving information. And now I trust her enough to make an exchange over something as powerful as a social media site.
0: Oh, that was so good. And Clubhouse is still popping because I'm still on there. Okay. With my strategies and plans, I got a whole new I got a whole new strategy about how I'm about to use Clubhouse. I just got to finish this, this course I bought and I'm about to implement this stuff. So Clubhouse is still real relevant and so I do agree with what you're saying. If you are someone that absolutely knows what you're talking about, you can get on Clubhouse and talk about it because they're going to hear it in your voice, right? If you are a true expert, Clubhouse is the place for you and you have to tell people. Just like this podcast, I feel like this podcast, I feel like Clubhouse is similar to a podcast, but it's like you could tune in any day, right? To listen to people um, live, right? But if you are an expert, a true expert, I think Clubhouse is the best way to leverage your ex you know you being an expert and a leader and a thought leader in your niche and if you think it's oversaturated no you can become a number one marketing person on clubhouse there's so many people so it's not like closed off you have the opportunity to reach so many more people and of course it might be slow when you first start just like everything else but if you're consistent i think that it's a great tool to build that so i'm so glad we talked about that i want to talk about facebook too and I'm, I'm using all the places that I know that we both are where I can see, you know, business being built. And so we both use our personal Facebook pages to promote to our audiences. And so can you go in a little bit about that on how you leverage that to get clients? Because Facebook is a goldmine, I think. And a lot of people are missing out because they're like, oh, the old people on Facebook. Okay, oh,
1: if you want to think so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. I'm an old school millennial, okay? And so I love Facebook. I'm still, I love Instagram as well. But even if I had to be transparent, because, you know, transparency is queen. Instagram, I enjoy more as an end user than a business owner. um, Because... Where I am and the current growth of my business, which we all have to be honest with ourselves like this, when it comes to social media, or you will get lost in the social media sauce. You can't truly be everywhere at the same time unless you have help. This is where social media agencies come into play because you're working on your omnipresence, once you've established your voice somewhere, somewhere, got to remember that part. But for me, Facebook is where I found the most success along with Clubhouse. But those two applications have funneled growth to Instagram. So I have a job to do there because I've got people there. But at the end of the day, Facebook is relationship driven. And if you are under a million dollars in your business, You should definitely be building relationships. And if you know how to do that masterfully on Instagram or on TikTok or on LinkedIn or on Clubhouse, then do your thug thizzle. But if your current issue is, I don't think I have an audience. I don't think they're listening to me. I don't think they can see me then you need to be somewhere where the vibe is relationships driven. Facebook is not just a place to post. It's a place to engage. It's a place to actually get into Facebook communities and not just to leech off of these spaces and grab an audience. It's to learn what your audience is even saying. You can't build a message without knowing who you're talking to. And it's not just about, oh, I'm talking to a target audience and my customer avatar's name is Jill and she drives a Honda and she likes long walks on the park. It's no like, if I'm a social media manager or if I'm a business coach, how is my target audience talking about social media or business coaching? And what I see all day is how people really feel about business coaching. Whereas if I go on Instagram, I may not see that. So this is a place to master market research and then to repurpose your audience message into your content. Then you have people on your posts saying, Oh my God, she's talking to me. Absolutely, because I've studied your posts over and over again. You're in three different groups. You bash in business coaches because they ain't give you X, Y, and Z. And now I understand whether you're my target audience or not, what the message currently is about my sector of work. Now I know your pain points, because there's one thing that someone in pain is going to keep doing. They're going to complain. They're going to complain about their pain level until it's solved. And your message has to be the medicine that solves their problem. So Facebook is masterful. It's very much slept on. But if you want to grow your business and you want to learn your audience and you want to network, you definitely want to make sure that you have a level of presence on Instagram I mean, Facebook. I'm going to say this last thing. There are people that are on Instagram that have hundreds and thousands of followers, but are on Facebook and barely can get three likes. There are people on Facebook that have barely any activity, but are on Instagram and have a massive audience. And vice versa, whatever social media site. So the caveat to this is I like Facebook. And I think you just gotta know what you like in order to really master the actual platform.
0: Oh, that was so good. I hope everyone has their pens because this has been a really good episode to help you get visible, even if you're a small business, even if you don't have a lot of followers, like we're saying, right? Places where you can be and niche you down, and that's how you survive in an oversaturated market those things so i know you have an amazing event coming up so this has been an amazing episode thank you so much for coming on and providing so many amazing gems and chatting with the amazing social media decoded listeners but definitely let us know where we can find you online what you have going on i know you have an amazing event coming up that some people might be interested in so please let us know all of those details
1: Oh, man, I'm so glad you asked me that. Um, And honestly, because you asked me that, I want to make sure that um, your your amazing listeners have a special code um, to be able to tap in to the event. But um, I'm currently uh, all roads lead to the Black Entrepreneur Homecoming Experience, uh, which is a business conference conference that I made. Like what me and uh, Michelle have been talking about, when I looked out into the social media streets, I saw an oversaturated market of business conferences and I would go to these business conferences and it's kind of like going to uh, a place where they're serving um, like samplers oh Sam's Club. you go to Sam's Club, you go to Costco and you know there's some people that will spend their whole day at Sam's Club and Costco to get the samples. But me, I'm not that type of girl. I'd rather, you know, if I'm grabbing a sample, that's cool. But I'm really there to shop. That was my real intention was to get the shopping. What I found with events is they gave the samples. And you're basically standing in line and you're going to this event to get a sample platter of information. And also, you go to the events and if you're neurodivergent and you have to be up at 8 and you don't get to leave until 9 p.m. in the morning... It really is a mental mental def- like a breakdown of trying to implement information once you leave because it was overload. And so I, I looked at the issues and the problems of what was going on with business conferences and I created one to really um, support people in coming to an event not getting a sample platter, actually getting the information that they needed to chart their next path forward. So the Black Entrepreneur Homecoming Experience is a business conference designed for entrepreneurs, professionals, educators, influencers. And the goal is if you're under six figure or over six figures, you have a specific goal in mind. And that is with purpose and intention and sustainability, you want to get to your first $1 million without it being an extraneous unbelievable, secret gate cap task, right? And so whether you're under or over, this is a space for you to chart your path to your first uh, $1 million. It is a framework to this event. It's three days, learn, leverage, and launch. Learn, leverage, and launch. So you're gonna learn sales and digital, digital marketing. You're also gonna learn how to leverage business credit, partnerships, and building a territory in your local communities and cities and states to grow your business. Then third, launching. Launching is super important. We were talking about this in the backstage about all the amazing times that come up in the fourth quarter. Millionaires are built in the fourth quarter. Six-figure earners are built in the fourth quarter. However, you have to learn how to mark a launch. So with that being said, it's the Learn Leverage Launch addition to the conference. It's happening in September, September 9th through the 11th. And when you use the code MICHELLE, you will get $150 off of your seat. And so I'm super excited about that as well. So please make sure you use the code MICHELLE in all caps, I-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, MICHELLE in all caps, and you'll receive $150 off of your virtual or in-person ticket. The event is happening in Atlanta, Georgia, and I cannot wait to have anyone who feels like it, that that name, the title, the fun, the information resonates with them awesome
0: and we will definitely have all of that information in the show notes so all you have to do is look in the show notes and get that information but thank you so much Jalen for being generous and offering everyone a code as well definitely check out this event I think is going to be amazing and so I'm wishing you all the amazingness and good vibes on the event and where
1: can they follow you online if they want to check you out Absolutely. So I'm Dare to Be a Black Millionaire on Instagram. That's Dare to Be a BLK Millionaire. Um, I'm Coach Jalen on Clubhouse, on uh, Facebook, on LinkedIn. Um, so that's how you can find me, or you can simply go to JalenA.Jones.com.
0: Thank you, Jalen, so much. This has been such a great episode. Again, I hope everyone had their pens and papers and wrote down the amazing gems that were dropped today.